<laughs> Nick. Nick. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> echoing. You would be like in an acid trip to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I would do the same thing. Oh, man. <laughs> if you are high and you were listening to this, I am so sorry. To Game Source Podcast Episode Twenty Six, we have a couple new people with us tonight: Scott, Jeremiah, Patty. It's another beautiful day in paradise. I might as well add that in there. Catchphrases, anyone? In progress. I think everybody's ending. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to thank you guys again uh, on there uh, for being a part of the podcast. I've got some great members coming in uh, regularly. Um, Bryce, Jamie, Drake, uh, Chris, and Corey could be here tonight, but we've got a great staff here tonight. If you want to be a part of the staff, how can they get that information from you, Nick? If you'd like to be a staff member, check out uh, www.yourgamesource.com. Uh, hit up our contact page and uh, send in a request, and we'll we'll get you added to the crew. All right, sounds good. Let's get right to it, man. Get cracking. Let's get to the news, Nick. Okay. Activision to make a formal announcement on Call of Duty. Will will it be Black Ops 2 or something different? Hopefully nothing at all. It is good for, <laughs> is it good for the franchise to be yearly? No, it's not. But is is uh Call of Duty suffering from franchise burnout? Well, yeah. Yes. And Activision, my advice to you is is stop making the game. Amen. Yeah, they're going to kill it if they just keep dragging it into the ground. At least if they try something new with it, I seriously doubt they will, but it would help a lot. Uh, I did I did hear a rumor that the the game might be some like pure zombie edition or something. What's so funny is that uh, I was actually kind of just thinking that I wonder if the next installment, they might as well just skip the expansion pack and just come out with just a Call of Duty zombie. But what about, like, vampires? Wouldn't that be interesting to kill them? I mean... No, 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 no. If they're going to do it, they might as well go with uh, zombies, not vampires. That's a little... <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. A swarm yeah. of vampires would be a little bit weird. I, we're not preteens here. Let's stick to the zombies. <laughs> yeah. It's not... It, I don't think it would be quite as gruesome. Right, that's who. But twice as sexy. I wonder if they like combined like Left 4 Dead with Call of Duty, so you'd have the mass hordes of zombies with the same arsenal of weapons you would in Call of Duty. <laughs> Although 
I, I must say I'm quite partial to the uh, killing them with frying pans. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's on the subject of, of of franchise burnout, though. I feel Call of Duty's not the only one suffering. I mean, even Assassin's Creed, I think, has pushed the limit of what they can accomplish. Yeah, they really need to discontinue the Assassin's Creed series. That that's kind of they need to either kill who they need to kill or don't kill who they need to kill, and you know, they need to either kind of go along with that, you know, end of world destruction thing, or you know, kind of sum everything up. I, I mean, I think they can only jump so many years in the future with Assassin's Creed before you know, kind of assassins are not really part of the century. Well, sadly though, Call of Duty will still probably sell regardless of if it's the exact same game again. Oh, you know, yeah, one new gun and uh, like a a new kill streak or something and then it'll be you know another 60 bucks out of your pocket that's pretty sickening about that title it doesn't really matter how many installments of the game comes out it'll still make millions and millions and millions of dollars well that's that's the worst thing too is because they are in a great position to do something new and interesting with it but you know they're not going to because they don't have to you know anyway does does anybody have anything else to add on the uh the fact that Call of Duty is going to eventually, in, no, I'm sorry, not eventually, it will inevitably meet its demise at some point if Activision keeps releasing more and more and more. Well, they've already kind of done it with a couple of their franchises already. So, I mean, yeah, with that track record, it's not looking very good. It's pretty evident that if Battlefield beats, beats them out, you, you might as well just kind of... <laughs> Car quits. That's that's the other thing, too. I mean, there's also Battlefield. There's also Medal of Honor. There's, you know, multiple other war games out there. What bothers me most is I don't... I mean, it's it's simply a question of money. It it has nothing to do with artistic integrity. I mean, I want to know how much control the people making this game have over making the game. Okay, so... uh, Yeah... (laughs) I think another game that's going to end up meeting its demise soon, which is actually on the second topic tonight, is uh, the new God of War, God of War Ascension. Agreed. Yeah. I'm up and down on that one. I mean, God of War has still been pretty fun, but, I mean, they are pumping them out pretty quick now. Um, but, like, you know, as you guys podcast, yeah, Sony needs to, you know, put out those franchises that are successful for them. Um, but I think after this one, they really need to look, you know, at maybe getting a different character, maybe going into North mythology instead of Greek mythology. Um, I mean, there's different ways you can take it, but I think they need to do something a little different. How many prequels are better or just as good anyway? I mean, come on. as a child. Yeah, you can only go back so far. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like Kratos. Kratos as a child, his development of power. <laughs> it's like taking Darth Vader into his childhood. <laughs> you like Darth Vader will introduce him to the dark side when he's younger. Well, yeah, when he's a kid, it shows him burning uh, hands with magnifying glass. <laughs> How he started his evil streak. <laughs> wait, wait. 
<laughs> I got the perfect title for it. It'll be Kratos, the beginning. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good time. Well, do you really think this game is going to be a successful, as successful as, as its predecessors, or do you think, as with Call of Duty, it's going to experience the same uh, burnout on its life? And also, uh, as far as the story, um, you know, you made a lot of good suggestions. Is it going to be just another Kratos kind of drama session, or are we going to actually make a progressive step in the storyline? And, and, and even on top of that, is it going to be a change or step in the storyline that's going to be intriguing enough to consumers um, to purchase the game? And, uh, and if not, um, do you think Sony is going to suffer this holiday season? Well, I think that the reason why they're um, offering it in November is because they know it's not going to sell as good. But if they release in November, they have a chance of sales because of Christmas. You know, it's a known franchise, so... I think it'll sell decently regardless. I mean, if they capitalize on those people that are going to buy it, get them interested enough that, you know, they can maybe take the franchise in a new direction. Because, yeah, you know, like we're saying, there's, you know, only so far back you can go before uh, you're kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, guys. Sonia, I think you should take it and run with it. Kratos, the beginning. Yeah, we should pitch that idea. Get Sony sure. on one. <laughs> we we had we actually we were discussing a great um, Mass Effect commercial idea when you know when everybody was real like aggravated you know when they when they fell down from space we were thinking that you should have somebody like standing out in the middle of the desert and. Um, you know, the game will, like, come and land from out of space and hit the ground, you know, a huge crater. And then, like, all these, like, people black suits would, like, come out and hold up paper cue cards. And you'd have to, like, make a decision on what you were going to do. It ended, up, it ended up being funnier with the way we were talking about it, but <laughs> <laughs> I really think they should have pitched that. I mean, I think that would have made a good commercial and, and hopefully would have uh, maybe soothed all the uh, – the, the, uh, Angry customers that were not were not happy about their copy of Mass Effect not landing in their backyard. On to other announcements, uh, you know, going above and beyond God of War Ascension. Uh, we got 007 Legend, uh, Dead Space Three. I, I can't I, I can't even imagine why they came out with a three. Need for Speed. I think that game has saw the end. Um, most wanted to. Um, it all got leaked out by various retailers around the globe. Is this really an issue, or you know, do you think this is that that kind of uh, the fact that they're releasing that kind of information um, is impacting you know things negatively, or do you think it's putting more of a spin and more hype on um, you know future releases? Is it getting you know is it getting gamers more excited, or you know are they kind of shooting themselves in the foot by doing that? Oh, it's getting them excited. Well, That's come on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always hard to say because, like, uh, with a lot of leaks, you know, sometimes it just there's just random rumors. Other times, you know, there's more concrete info, and then it's always hard to tell if like they're purposely letting out info and pretending that it's a leak that you know wasn't supposed to be leaked. 
But, uh, I mean, when you look at some companies like Nintendo, is usually pretty uh, good about keeping a tight lid on everything. So any, li- any leaks that I see happen, usually, uh, you know, I, I think that they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, that that's my opinion, too. I, I feel like lately it's just been a ploy. It's just a ploy to, I mean, especially now everyone's looking, what's next? What's... You know, before Mass Effect 3 even came out, people were like, what's next for Mass Effect? It's always people are looking to see what's coming up, and I think this is a way to keep people intrigued, even when the games are already, like, Dead Space 2, hell, I'm still sitting in my game chest, I gotta play it. Man, I I hate that game. Yeah, publicity, you know, I mean, any way you look at it, if it gets attention, it's gonna get attention, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. I, I, it's a way I think you know just that to to, to increase the hype on the games. Um, you know, some games I, I I would really like to know where they got funding to make another one. I mean, the Dead Space series has never really been, I don't know, at least in my opinion, a, a series that they really could have or really should have kind of like cut off maybe after two I, I don't know if it really warranted a third a third release in the, in the series um you don't need yeah i don't know if that one really warranted a three either um although i do think they do have like a lot of interesting story there but the unfortunate thing with dead space is like they've broken it off into like you know comics like you know that weird movie thing um yeah, yeah. They they kind of split it off in ways that they really shouldn't have. If they had focused on it a little bit more, um, I think they could have done more with it. I, I've always, you know, I remember in the beginning of the second one. I mean, that game, that game scared the crap out of me. I mean, yes, <laughs> like you're running through like in a straitjacket. You got like half the building coming apart, you got monsters coming up from everywhere, and, and then you know it's like the first part of the game, you know, by a bunch of cheetahs. As you like walk right, you know, it's pretty much the one thing that I really dislike about Dead Space is that there's narrow corridors and then there's like Dead Space corridors. There's, I, I mean, it's it's like death in every corridor. And if you don't really, I don't know, I just don't know if they really provide you enough, you know, like equipment and you know things. Yeah, I think I think I know what you're saying. Like the game almost feels stressful to a point. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's it's cool, it's fun, but like at the same time, you're constantly worried. Like after every corner, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Like every single grate in the wall, you're like something could <laughs> pop out of there. You're just like I don't even know. I I just the the ratio's not right when there's like a when there's like a one to twenty ratio, twenty being who's against you, and you're armed with a flashlight. I, I mean, the odds. At least I don't. <laughs> think they're very good, but you know... I, I, hey, it works for out weight, though. <laughs> they need to do, like, a Dead Rising kind of thing. and Like, you need to be able to, like, rip, like, sheet metal off the walls and just start beating to death the, the, the enemies. Yeah, the your main, your main guy, Isaac, doesn't feel uh, quite desperate enough. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hold on, guys, I need to replace my batteries. 
He's like, oh, wait, let me look at my awesome HUD, which it is a really awesome HUD, by the way. Yeah, the, hold on, wait, where's the recharge station? <laughs> oh, it's, wait, it's through the, it's through, it's through the enemy lines. They put, they'll probably, like, put one health pack on the other side of, like, 40 enemies coming at you. You know, they, like, they put this, like, radiating light over, it's like, come to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and on, and on, actually... Off of Dead Space, you know, another one that I really think is suffering is, uh, you know, Need for Speed's always been a, in, in a real hot, um, a real hot competitor to, uh, you know, to Gran Turismo. Uh, I've never been a big fan of Driver, but um, I don't know if that's, I, I wouldn't really consider that similar to the to the racing series. But um, I at least know that um, I don't really know how well Prologue ended up selling for Gran Turismo. I, I don't know if that game sold as well as they would have hoped, but. Um, I just think they need to kind of need for speeds. Another one of the games they kind of maybe need to to lay off the gas a little bit on because uh, I don't know how many iterations of that game they can come out with more that's that's going to bring any profit. Yeah, I think with Gran Turismo, they uh, it was too little, too late. I mean, the game looks amazing, but I mean, there's there's just so many other things you can do in other racing games. I mean, for me personally, I can hardly play anything other than Burnout Paradise as far as, you know, regular type racing games go anymore. Yeah, I think I think the racing genre in general just needs an overhaul, needs something new, exciting uh, to revive it. I'm probably not the best to talk about racing games. I mean, they're not really my favorites, but I yeah. do, <laughs> you know, like some of the ones with interesting one, you know, things in them. Um, what I really want is a new F Zero. That needs to happen. Yeah, I'm. I'm not much of a. I, I. I don't know. I hate racing games, so I'm not really a good person to talk much about about those either. But <laughs> I, back in the day, Gran Turismo was, you know, was good. However, <laughs> I, I remember there's one. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Gran Turismo. I not Gran Turismo. I mean uh, Grand Theft Auto. I kind of have, I kind of have my distaste about that game. I I, I still remember uh, back when Gerald and I used to to run the gaming store uh, that someone actually threatened. Oh my- dear God! Here he goes again. Nostalgia time, everyone. <laughs> uh, excuse me now. I'm actually I know I haven't been part of podcasts. So I wanted to let everyone talk, but then also every time I hear Nick goes off in nostalgia, I, I think I'll actually go back off now because I'm going to go get sick. <laughs> you know what? I still remember you stood by and while that man threatened my life for that game. What? <laughs> no, that is not true. I asked him to leave. I told him to get out of our store. Did I not? Silence. <laughs> yeah, but but if you ever want to see a grown man pee in his pants, there you there go. You go. <laughs> yeah, I... I Four times my size in height and weight. (laughs) I I did $2,000 in returns in in one hour. That was just so much fun. And Walmart was our best friend. Yeah, I I worked at Game Crazy also, and uh, too much with Grand Theft Auto. I hate that game. I mean, like, I played it. I have no problem with the game itself, but I have every problem with... (laughs) The selling well, of that game and everything that it entails. It, it didn't help that, uh, Paul. If you're if you're listening, one day I will return the favor. Um, 
I, it doesn't help that Paul was playing the game <laughs> behind us while we were telling people we were sold out of it. We were not sold out. He had bought his at a different store and then started playing it there. We unfortunately opened the store at 10, knowing full well that we didn't, weren't going to get our products till about 2. But, you know, orders are orders. Oh, you guys are giving me nightmares about working at Best Buy. Freak. Uh, no, no actually, think, Best Buy is... In, I know. dealt with the same like thing working at Best Buy. Nightmare. Yeah, Best Buy's uh, whole uh, pre-order policy sucks. Pre-order and when you're sold out and you have a ton of angry people and you work at customer service and yeah, it's fun. Yeah, Patty, I'm sure you remember just like us the uh, the days of the Wii. Yeah, that's what I. I that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking of. <laughs> and like I knew that some were coming in, but of course I couldn't say anything because then you know <laughs> 50 million people would come in and harass me i don't know i i didn't think it was that bad i made some uh some money on the side there from that i think it's bad when your supervisor says oh we have one left nick yeah i want you to hold this and walk around the store with it and see if someone buys it from you yes! oh my god they, have, they made us do that with like oh see if you can get a sell a credit card by walking around the store with a wii offer a credit card to the first person you know that wants to buy the wii i'm like that is so screwed or uh have it attached to an ex you couldn't buy unless you bought an extended warranty yes exactly yeah. yep <laughs> yeah it's like you know it, you, you just want to look at them and go you know this is a little bit above my pay grade <laughs> Okay, now that we're reading out and here, you know, listening to the underside of raw retail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Let, let's finish up the last. Oh, I'm going to use Chris's voice. The dark side of retail gaming. <laughs> <laughs> retail in general is the dark side. I, I want a Dark Vader toaster. toaster. <laughs> I would rock that. But uh, in any case, Need for Speed and. <laughs> also, the 007, for that matter, I could do without. Yeah. Here, here, brother. Um, new Super Mario Brothers 2 is announced for 3DS. Oh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Coming this August. Which system needs this game more? DS or 3DS? <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never been disappointed in a Mario game. I mean, I, I play a pretty wide variety of stuff. I pretty much play whatever is fun for me and uh i mean the mario games have always been pretty fun uh i mean i think i mean they re they really got to cut off the ds at some point and i mean it might as well be this game because that would give them a reason to switch over yeah you can only milk the ds for so long but then uh then again you know when um nintendo announces pokemon as far as it's concerned they've only been announcing it the latest releases are coming out for the DS. I don't know, man. Yeah, that one was kind of weird. Uh, I think part of the problem with that one, though, is they weren't really sure what new they could do with it to put it on, on the 3DS to, I mean, I guess, you know, make it worth it. Um, I mean, like, black and white, I mean, I know you guys talk about, uh, talked about Pokemon last podcast, but uh, black and white is actually pretty good. Um I mean, I haven't kept up with the series that much. I only picked it up because I heard from other people who did that it is, like, finally, like, a good, um, 
a good game in the series, basically. Because before everyone was like, you know, red and blue is pretty much, you know, the games of the series. But now, you know, black and white are actually, you know, improving on everything, making it better. The story is actually interesting. So I don't see a problem with them making a sequel to it. But yeah, I mean, I I still think it's kind of weird they didn't put the the next one on the 3DS. I think it's going to be Pokemon Rainbow next. <laughs> um, I did want to say before uh, we go to break, um, speaking about last week, uh, I've got actually no apologies for Patricia. Uh, I did want to say that uh, Dragon's Dogma, both uh, Chris and I were pretty harsh on it when they when we saw the videos, uh, especially the ones of the zombies. Uh, I thought that it didn't look very good, but you know what? You were very high on it. You said you got to play it at WonderCon. Is that correct? Yeah. And, and I the demo too obviously and uh yeah i did just demo down the ps3 and you know what i'm actually warming up to it have any of you else you guys uh, got a chance to download the demo on the ps3 no uh, actually i didn't know the demo was up yet but uh i can go do that right after this you but, should uh, check it out <laughs> my one problem with dragon's dogma is uh when i saw the announcement originally I was thinking it was going to be a new Breath of Fire, and then I was super excited and found out it was not Breath of Fire, so I was a little bit sad. What turned me off initially was, you know, they they were adding in zombies, and I just felt that that was just such, you know, a cash-in, because, you know, you got to have zombies now in every game, but I didn't think it really fit into the genre of Dragon's Dogma, but the rest of the game that I played, as far as it's concerned, uh, I agree with you. I, I now have high hopes for that game. Um, and it is going to be a four-player co-op. Is that correct? Anyone? I can't confirm that, honestly. If it but is a, I can tell you what it can compare to. It does compare to um, Skyrim and like Monster Hunter. That's what I could say it compares to. Well, if it does, if it is a four-player co-op, I, I'm telling you, I'm in uh, to at least give it a try and a good shot at it because uh, I just there we're missing a lot of good four-player co-op games. Well, this day and age, I mean, I'm just happy to see a new IP come out in general. I mean, it's, you know, we, we keep talking about all these sequels that are coming out, and we're just like, yeah, you know, another one of these. This is very true. And then, uh, you know, any any company that's going to go ahead and, and be brave and bring out something uh, totally brand new to the market should be, uh, at least at least people should give it a shot. So Yeah, at least give it the benefit of the doubt, I think, is bottom line. Well, you know, I mean... Uh... I guess ultimately that's going to be dependent on, on sales. So, um, Well, Kingdoms know. of Amalur, you know, that came out as a totally brand new IP from a totally brand new studio. And that has fared pretty well. And I think EA has been, been very fortunate to, to add that as part of, the, uh, part of their team. That is before they get bought out by Nexon. Because um, the latest rumors I've heard is that Nexon is think contemplating about buying uh purchasing electronic arts nexon yep i'm gonna be visiting their booth this year because you got a free spirit hat yes they're now going to buy ea <laughs> hey, you know what that spirit hat gets a lot of good attention for game source i got interviewed by someone in australia <laughs> yes and they asked were you going to attack PETA?" and you said yes <laughs> What? No, I said crikey's mate. <laughs> Actually, I hope I never ever 
ever see that video anywhere on the internet, ever. If you get famous, it'll turn up. Yeah, seriously. I don't even know what you're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to head to a short break, and uh, when we get back, uh, we're going to be doing the reviews. All right, when we get back, I have something to say about that Nintendo thing, too. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll say, we'll say it. Let her say it now. Let her say it now so we can All keep right. it on. Before we go to break. Go ahead, Patty. <laughs> okay, so with Mario coming out, Nintendo just announced that they lost $530 million. With uh, the 3DS, you know, they sold $13 million compared to only $5 million with the DS. So if they were smart, they would sell the Mario with the 3DS. Because they're selling more of them, so. What do you think their market share is at at this point? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the numbers were now, but they have something like 10 billion yen in their bank or something. They have so much money right now, like they can throw it at pretty much whatever they want. And, and um, for so much, how many quarters have they actually posted a profit? I mean, how many? I remember the time that that I spoke to a Nintendo uh, rep who was, re- you know, representing uh, Nintendo for the entire city of Las Vegas, and she just could go on and on about all the bonus checks she was getting. And this was at the height of the Wii. And I'm just at this point in time, you know, there was going to be a slide. You knew there was going to be a slide at some point in time. It just. It was bound to happen, but you know, with Wii U around the corner, you never know. If it's a good product to get at a decent price, fortunes will definitely turn around. I don't know, but Nintendo, you need to like drop the price on your remotes. They're they're really not that good, guys. They they really aren't. Just let you know. Um, you know, Sony's kind of taking your idea, so time for price drop. Well, I mean, the Wii U, when it comes out, it has to have a good price. Has to have a good software li- launch lineup, and it has to have an online system that actually works, functional, and is easy to use. Yeah, that's that's always been the bane of Nintendo in general is online problems, friend codes, and whatnot. Yeah, they, they that that's a really stupid concept. Hey, let me give you my friend code. Yeah, I was just complaining to Nick today that the reason why I sold my Wii is because it never connected to online and i couldn't even find a game that i could actually like enjoy so well, i'm proud to say i never gave nick my friend code <laughs> <laughs> you know what gerald oh boy one day uh, one day i'm gonna get you back for all that just let you know and i'm still waiting it's been years i'm gonna stew on it that's okay my friend i welcome the challenge that you offer so Head to break. <laughs> yes, time for a break. And break. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. Yay! Great job, girls. All right. Now we can hopefully get onto the review section. You know what, Gerald? We're just covering all the bases here. I see. Uh, I have to with him. You're right. I'm sorry, Scott. You're right. Uh, must I always be the bane of your existence, Gerald? You are every day. The Witcher 2. Enhanced Edition. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that means. Witcher 2 Enhanced Edition for the Xbox 360 um, is a lot of added content onto uh, what was one of the best games of 2011 for the PC. 
Um, if you're deciding between the two, I'd still lean a little bit towards the PC because they're adding that for the PC users for free. Um, and the graphics are just a little bit sharper. But otherwise, they're both outstanding games. Um, I had a great time as far as it's concerned. It's such a deep conversational system, and your ramifications of your decisions um, at times are even more in-depth than the Mass Effect series. So, Well, I agree. The, the Witcher 2 is definitely worth it. Um, I'll get that out of the way. But I will say first, though, if you're doing it for PC, make sure it's pretty beefy because I don't know what they do with the coding in that game, but uh, it requires some pretty hefty stuff. Of course, um, yeah, I yeah, why, absolutely. I, I agree with yeah. I should have I should have prefaced it with that statement. Yes. Well, as with most top of the line uh, games for the PC, you you pretty much need a beefy unit, if I'm not mistaken. So, I, but I will. By the way, the uh, the the Witcher Two Enhanced Edition I gave a score of nine out of ten. Uh, excellent choice, and uh, all three sixty users. Uh, if you're finished with Mass Effect Three, you do need to go and and get this game. What about Risen Two Dark Waters? Our pirate story, anyone? I mean, I love pirate stories, and I'll tell you what, even though the uh, the graphics were not quite what I would like to see, um, it is a smaller company and a smaller developer and publisher making this game, so I don't want to give them any slack that I would a larger game, so I, I didn't there, but pretty solid game. I wish, though, every time I was playing it, my entire time I was playing it, I wish the Pirates of the Caribbean game that Disney canceled last year had actually come to fruition because this is something uh, you know that could have come even better than this game. But it is a solid game, no doubt. I give it a 7.5 out of 10. If you really enjoy pirate games, because there are so few and far between when they come out, I suggest giving it a try. And not to mention, Gerald looks like a pirate. You know what? I'm going to come over there and strike you with my with my sable, sir, and then shoot you with my revolver. <laughs> revolver? Uh, oh wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Here's here's a here's a snake moment. <laughs> and Gerald, <laughs> we're going to actually have to solicit again for more staff members because we're probably going to lose as many as we you know this after this podcast because of you, sir. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, why do I always get blamed for losing people? <laughs> do I need to go into it on the air or off the air? <laughs> Prototype 2. Prototype 2, very solid game as far as I'm concerned. Not quite up to the standards that, that I hold for Activision. I gave that a 7 out of 10. Um, the combat's fun and the exploration's great, but the story is uh, really... The promise that it held as far as the story is concerned didn't quite live to, uh, up to expectations on that. Did anybody else get a chance to play it? I really was a stretch for me from the beginning, I think. I was just, I didn't think it was a strong point of the first game. And then to make it this like new elaborate kind of viewpoint seemed few and far between as far as interest for me. But I'm surprised that they actually made this game because of the fact that the first one didn't sell extraordinarily well. Activision is trying to cut down the number of its games that that are not doing, you know, Call of Duty or Skylanders or even Cabela numbers. Or Call of Duty um, 1 through 7. Yeah, I mean, it just anything that they're limiting the numbers of games that they are producing to ones that just really sell. So that's why I was surprised they still put this game out. I just uh, thought it was, like I said, it was a little bit underwhelming in areas, but uh, it's still, if you're into as far as the prototype series, 
I'd say rent it at least. It's a seven out of ten, but I would go with Infamous um, as a similar game that I think is a little bit better. Infamous well, two. It's funny because I know. I mean, you guys talked about Infamous versus Prototype a bit in a you know the previous pod- podcast, but uh, I kind of like Prototype better than Infamous because it just was more fun to play. I mean, like they were both good in you know their own ways. I just I don't know. I had more fun with with Prototype. I want to get the second one, but yeah, I just I haven't gotten a chance to yet. Money is tight at the moment. Yeah, prototype is definitely not on my uh, slated to to get list. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles. Well, that one. Um, I mean, obviously, that was the one that I did. Uh, I only have two on there, but uh, I mean, I gave it a perfect score um, for a couple reasons. Um, Partially just because I want more attention for this game. Uh, I really want people to try this game because it's, I mean, like I said, it's pretty much the best RPG I've played in a long time. Um, Can I ask you a question real quick? And I didn't mean to interrupt. Do you think it's the last major game for the Wii? I know the last story is coming out and whatnot, but do you really think that this is going to be the last major game for for the Wii? Well, last story is also one I've had my eye on because, I mean, it's, both of the games were part of the Operation Rainfall thing that I'm sure you're all uh, familiar with. So I'm, you know, I'm waiting to see if that one's hopefully, at, you know, as good. But I mean, it does look interesting, if a little bit muddy. But I mean, you know, that's a problem with, you know, games on the Wii is they're not going to look, you know, near as good as on anything else. But really, like while playing Xenoblade, like I didn't really have a whole lot of problems with the graphics themselves. I mean, like a uh, it was good enough, interesting enough that you know I I really didn't notice it that much. So uh, I mean, yeah, I really couldn't recommend this game much more. Okay, what about uh, Kid Icarus Uprising? That one was a funny one because I, I mean, it was not even on my radar at all when Nintendo first announced all the games that it was putting out for 3DS. I mean, obviously, I saw all of them, and, you know, I saw Kid Icarus, and I was like, yeah, that was like some old Nintendo game that, you know, I guess some people cared about. I, I certainly <laughs> didn't really care about it. But, uh, yeah, so when they announced it for 3DS, well, yeah, it was just, I, I don't know. I didn't really care about it. Not even my favorite character in Smash. But, you know, it it was just like a whatever kind of moment. But, uh the more I saw videos and stuff of it, and I'm like, that actually looks kind of interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I bought it when it came out, and I was I was pretty much blown away, like, right away, because it, I mean, it's fun to play. Like, the dialogue between the characters is a lot of fun. Um, all of it happens, like, while you're playing. So, you know, you're going through all this action. People are, you know, kind of talking on the bottom screen uh, while you're doing all their, you know, all the fighting and whatnot so uh i mean it's pretty interesting it's presented super well i mean there's tons of unlockables a ton of challenges actually gets pretty challenging at points especially if you raise the difficulty pretty high so yeah i mean there's quite a bit there especially for an action game so i was you know i was pretty impressed with it i mean like i said i I wasn't uh going into it with a lot of expectations but uh you know, I, I think it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I've actually, you know, I, I saw 
obviously I saw a lot of the advertisement for Kid Icarus. Um, I, I've actually, sadly, other than Super Smash, I haven't really had an experience with Kid Icarus, so I um, don't know if I can really offer much of a suggestion on whether or not you know you should pick it up as purchased. But um, what score did you give Kid Icarus? Uprising? I gave it a, I think I gave it a nine out of ten. I mean, like I said, I was pretty impressed with it. Like my only real complaints is the uh, controls, like which takes some getting used to. Really, um, I mean. And with like a lot of portable games um, on either the PSP, DS, Vita, you know, whatever, like you know, you play for so long and then your hands just start to cramp up. So, I mean, that's just kind of a problem with portable games in general. I agree. I played it at WonderCon, and I'm not a big Nintendo fan at all, but I can see how it could be fun. But like he said, it was just really hard to control and I don't know the hand cramping thing the problem yeah thankfully the the first few stages were pretty pretty easy and I mean I guess they kind of do that to give you that time to adjust to the control scheme and whatnot but I mean like now like I'm playing it and I'm you know I'm pretty pretty used to it by now I think um, which is cool because there's also the multiplayer in there as well yeah I think they need to do like an advisory like warning can cause hand cramping. <laughs> yeah, warning. Long periods of play will cause your hands to fall yeah. off. Long exposures of playing this game may, in quotations, probably, will cause hand cramping. <laughs> but I still recommend it to people that, you know, ask for a new game that's com- or a new game that came out that they might like. I definitely recommend it. Um we actually have a new segment since uh, Chris failed to be present today, um, and we don't have anything to discuss on his drunken podcast, which, uh, buddy, I'm joining you in the next one. Our next segment is In Case You Missed It. Scott, why shouldn't people try I Am Alive? I would say mainly be- unless you love disappointment, I would say... Um- <laughs> <laughs> if, if you do, I mean, please play it because if you love just getting your hopes up and having them shattered on guys, please, you know, it, it's great. Well, I get, I can't tell you how excited about this game I was when I first saw it. No joke, I thought it was a full retail game because I was just like, this has to be fantastic. And I, I get really excited about games that use kind of innovative game mechanics and the whole stamina system and the. The way that they approached the, the enemy encounters, I thought, was was going to be really interesting. Needless to say, if you've read my blog about it, it's not. <laughs> to put it mildly, the everything gets stale. So probably within the first 15 minutes, encounters become less amusing and intriguing. A lot of the environmental stuff is... Um, overshadowed I think just by the the graphic concept of the game too so while I'm you know I'm about to fall from a ledge 400 feet in the air I'm looking at the skyscraper to my left so I gave it a I believe a 3.5 out of 10 mainly out of breaking my heart <laughs> but yeah I mean I think it's worth a a look <laughs> if you know you get some other schmuck to pay for it and then you know play it on their system like $10 
That's right, folks. Bottom line, I am alive is actually I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, like there's some there's some uh, like cheese ball games that uh, I've picked up over the years on just different consoles that you know I just picked up because they were in the bargain bin. And every now and then you can find something good. I mean, maybe like you know if that game's in the bargain bin, it might be worth it then. Because uh, I'd say the one that really paid out for me. Earth Defense Force for the 360. That game is amazing. Ah, uh, the days of Team Fortress and Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike, yes. I, I have to interject on this a little bit before Patty takes the rest of it, but... Oh, God. Why you really shouldn't try ultra-lame games that have famous music artists attached to them. Okay, <laughs> let me give you guys an idea. Don't ever play a game that has 50 Cent in it, okay? <laughs> not He's not good at rapping, and he's not good at playing. He's not good at making games either. So golden rule for all you new gamers and existing gamers out there, if it has a rap star in it, don't play it. Hey, you know what's funny about that, though? When I saw, you know, that, that headline and it mentioned 50 Cent specifically, yeah, the first one is god-awful, like, piece of, you know, crap. I've never seen a worse game but like this if have you played blood on the sand like did you actually try it <laughs> no it's it's actually a lot of fun you think i'm joking but it's actually a lot of fun the game is really stupid but it's super fun well when that game 50 cent okay when that game is in the bargain bin for 4.99 and it's still not selling that's probably a clue not to make another one. <laughs> oh, I agree they shouldn't make another one. But I think you should at least check that one out. That game is worth 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I I just they when that game came out, they must have he must have had to buy his own games just to make a profit. But anyway, I you know, moving on to Sims 3 Katy Perry's Sweet Treats. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> Targo Aerosmith, 50 Cent Bulletproof. No, dude, you're not bulletproof. <laughs> the game isn't bulletproof. The game is is, is horrendous. Please, <laughs> those listening, our advice from the game source, please take your money. Okay, Patty, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's your topic. I'll let you have at it. I, I really don't know what to say other than the laugh about it. I mean, they're obviously just trying to make money. I mean, that's the obvious thing about it. But it, it's just so bad. It's so bad. And their obvious target are the fans, but the fans can't really be buying that crap. Not unless there's a kilo of drugs with every game. Something. <laughs> well... As bad as the, the Sims one probably is, I know that some people who are just that into Sims and have to have every single expansion will sadly probably get it. But that's not even a big audience, though. So, Yeah, I mean... Sure, they're making something off of it, but they can't be making a lot off of it. I, I, I know I was, in the, uh, I was in the game developers uh, uh, area with... Um, with somebody else from the crew, and uh, you know, as we walked into Sims Three, they they gave us this collar, and and I, I just kind of looked at them in this perplexed way, like, uh, "What are you trying to indicate?" <laughs> so, as I sat down at that point, fearful of of 
or hopefully not being chained together in this room that was like enclosed. Um, they started going through like some of the um, some of the developmental stages of the game, and uh, honestly, uh, you know that Sims has never really been a very impressive uh, title to me. Uh, graphically, it's um, it's average, I guess. I, I don't know if the game really has any any substance. I, I I don't know. I mean, am I am I off on that? I just don't know if the game really. I, playing playing it wise, I just don't know if there's much motivation to play it. You you kind of like, you know, create your character. I, I don't know, live your life, get freaky with some crazy person in the bar, and then I I, I mean I don't know, and then you have a pet. <laughs> it's it's like a, it's like a way how a way that like housewives fun having some different life. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's either for really old desperate women or for. Children, I don't know what to say. Like, well, I think it's different things for different people. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone's played some Sims at some point. I mean, I've played it, and usually for most people, like myself, you get to the point where you're watching your Sim watch TV, and then you're like, "What am I doing?" And you stop playing. Yeah. I mean, I I can say that you know, as a teenager, I I used to play Sims, but now I'm just like. (laughs) <laughs> it gets old too fast. Well, and that's just like like the next one, like Guitar Hero or Aerosmith. I mean, listen, when Guitar Hero came out, you know, through the fire and flames, that was that was it. That was the song that we used to play all the time trying to master on, like, expert difficulty. You know, people were showing off with their backs turned to them, like, okay. <laughs> You know, that was back when Guitar Hero and Rock Band were actually cool. But Aerosmith... Well, the funny thing about all those, you know, Guitar Hero, Rock Band... I mean, the Rock Band ones really had it right where they made, you know, the game and you just download all the songs. I mean, it was a, it was a platform for, you know, all the ga- you know the, all the game music stuff. And that's really where it should have stopped. They really didn't need to make Guitar Hero... You know, Aerosmith, Metallica, you know, Green Day, like all these offshoot ones. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Rock Band had it, uh, Rock Rock Band had it down pat. They had a great system in place. You just buy songs. Which is probably why there's no more guitar heroes. I mean they they really drug that one into the ground. I mean if if like I said, they'd just done it kinda how Rock Band had done it. Um you know, it maybe wouldn't have been so bad. Maybe, maybe people would still be playing it now instead hey. of like just annoyed at oh look, there's you know another new guitar with like this new button or new feature on it or you know whatever. You know, it, it, think about it this way, man. Fifty Cent could have made it, <laughs> and it, it would have really been bad. So, in any case. Um, on that topic again, we're gonna go ahead and skip Fifty Cent Bulletproof because I, I my my ears are gonna bleed if I, if I have to talk about that game again. So, um, <laughs> sorry, uh, <laughs> I just I just saw this message pop up and I just, I just started. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna head to another break and then when we come back we'll uh we'll do our one of our favorite segments the uh, round table of doom. Be back, guys. The Round Table of 
Alright guys, welcome to the Round Table of Doom. Chris isn't here to open this up. Doom. Okay, Doom. You sound like a dying cow, man. <laughs> you already used that last joke last week. Well, he sounds like a dying cow, too. Alright, hold on. I gotta do my enunciator voice on this one. <clears throat> Halo 4. Is the seventh game in the Halo series from Microsoft and 353 Industries announced the release date for the game. It'll be coming on November 6th. Right smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. Is this a good thing for Halo's new developer? No. Would it have been better served by coming out in September? No. Like the most of the recent Halo games, Halo 3, Halo Reach, and ODST. Do you think the Halo franchise can still carry its weight around for Microsoft? Probably not. Or will Xbox 360's hopes be clinging to whatever Call of Duty game is coming out? We discussed this earlier. And the most important question is, folks, if we all play as a team and suit up new, <laughs> new multiplayer options planned for Halo 4, will we all be doing betrayals on me? <laughs> Your comments. I like the, the little pause. Betrayals on me. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Had to put that because I know you. That if we once we play the multiplayer, you know that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. Is there like? Can you like negative level in Halo? Because I was just like negative level fifty on Nick. I'm on <laughs> the trails. There's nothing like the old days of Left 4 Dead when we got torched to death by that mod of cocktail and that yes. zombies. We're talking about Halo, man. Oh, man. I'll yes. throw I'll throw a Molotov cocktail at you. The seventh game in the Halo series. Does anybody think? Did anybody think that's maybe like too many games? I mean, you know. Well, Bungie thought so. They didn't <laughs> want to make it anymore. Well, if you're Microsoft, do you really have a choice? Your, you know, new IPs just haven't been really that effective. So throwing out a Gears of War and a Halo, it's pretty customary by now, at least to get. You know they 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 can feel comfortable at least the number of sales they can get from it. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm sure it'll still sell regardless. I mean I don't know how well. Um, well, previous uh, the only thing I have is the previous iterations have come out in September and at the, least the last three, and I, I just think that they should have stuck to that September time frame. Bringing out too close to Call of Duty is is not a wise decision. Yeah. Probably not, but I mean, I I think it's always interesting whenever a new, uh, you know, team is working on a different, you know, an already existing franchise. Um, I mean, sometimes it works out for the better. Sometimes they can bring something new to the table. Um, it's you know, it's it's a crapshoot, really. Like you don't know what you're gonna get. Well, all I know is at the Microsoft press conference. While everybody else was cheering, I, I was booing because I was really disgusted at the end of the conference as, of course, Halo 4, all you hear, aww, I'm like, what is everybody cheering about? It's another freaking Halo. Enough with the Halos and the Call of Duty. Well, I think, I think something that Halo has over Call of Duty is is the, the lore. I mean, I think, I don't know how this new installment's going to do for the kind of the hardcore player, but the hardcore 
lore follower, the the people that you know read the comics do are really invested in the world that is made. I think this is going to be a step up and a, and a step in a new direction for the franchise. Yeah, I have to agree with Scott there. I mean, that's that's why I've been usually more into Halo. Um, I mean, I'm I'm still not sure how I feel about the new one. You know, like I said, new developer. It's hard to say whether they can, you know, take it in the right, you know, direction or not. But uh, I don't know. I, I think this one I'm probably going to wait to see what other people are saying about it before picking it up myself. I mean, I think ultimately the issue the issue is is that is it going to appeal is it going to appeal more to the hardcore fans or you know, are you going to have a lot of people end up um saying just that, oh well, you know, it's another Halo game, it kinda ended, you know, with with three. I mean, with the exception of ODST and you know, some of the Halo Reach and some of the other ones that came out, but um is it is it really just going to do just that? Is it going to appeal more to the fan base, or, um, a, you know, with a new studio doing the development, are they kind of just going to go, well, if Bungie didn't make it, you know? Well, from what I heard, they're they're really passionate about about Halo, so I think at the very least, you know, they'll make a passable game. Um, you know, like I said, I don't know how well they'll be able to do it, but. Um, I, I think it's in better hands than it would have been if Bungie was forced to continually make them when they really yep. weren't feeling it anymore. Um, I mean, they were, you know, like I said, they were pretty much done with it already. So I, I don't know. I think this is this is the best best direction they can take Halo in, as far as I'm concerned. And I think too, with um, the exciting thing about three four three is so. I mean, these are the people that played. The games, you know, and they are willing to see things through that I think Bungie may not have been willing to do just because of the the image that they set up for themselves, um, as such as, I mean, the, the more human approach they're taking with Master Chief and, and his whole background, um, um, it'll be it'll interesting to see how that Do you think Master Chief gets, like, really good dental? Oh yeah, I mean, he's got to get like some killer insurance. I mean, uh, I don't know. I just wonder if he has like supplemental life insurance. <laughs> we just kind of learned that. I mean, like, how many different ways do you think he could die? And, and uh, I don't know. Um, Bad warhog driver. I know I'm a bad Warhawk driver. <laughs> Red versus blue, baby. <laughs> Have you ever watched that? Yeah, that's a that's a great series. <laughs> that is a great series. That's a word. They have a word for that, you know. It's called pink. <laughs> it's light red. <laughs> We're totally playing some of those clips on the air next time. <laughs> Um, does anybody else have anything to add on that before we uh, go to another short break? Nope. <laughs> Take everybody's silences in hell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to go to another short break, guys, and we're going to come back. We're going to close up with a uh, 
trip back on memory lane. All right, guys, welcome back to the last segment, Gaming Memories. <laughs> Gaming Memories. <sighs> well, everybody, <laughs> as we take a moment <laughs> to reflect on... <laughs> okay, okay. As we take a moment to reflect... All the games, great games. I just want to point out that Zelda was one of the foundations. Okay, I got to stop it. <laughs> All right. I just want to point out that does everybody remember old school Zelda, Super Nintendo? I don't want to remember old school Zelda after that. Nobody asked you, old man. Um, so as we take a moment to you know recollect on kind of the past games that um, kind of built the foundation the great legacy that they started way back then. Um, I know Zelda, at least for me, is one of the, uh, the games that kind of got me started on it all. I, I still remember playing my Super, Super NES along with Gaia, using the same rating system that we have today. <laughs> You're not opening it anymore. <laughs> what do you guys feel are your best impressions of Zelda back in the day? Oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> <Suck>. <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I've only played one Zelda game, honestly, and that was in 1993. So how old was I in 1993? I wasn't that old. So I, yeah, that was the only one I, I can really say I liked. I can't really say much about that, honestly. Scott, why don't you share with us your memory? <laughs> Um, at the time, but when um, Ocarina of Time came out, I uh, went over to my friend's house all the time and played it. Um, and I still never beat the Water Temple, so... Oh, dude, the Water Temple. I still remember the Water Temple. That Water Temple. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I don't... Maybe if I actually owned the system at the time, it's all the countless hours. that I think the Water Temple took me the longest out of the entire game. It's like if I had to adjust the water level one more time. I mean, don't don't the people like whoever built that dungeon? I mean, <laughs> wasn't there like, I mean, make a freaking like switch that you could just turn on and it like fills up the whole thing, so you could just go up to the boss. Well, they they did redo the water dungeon a bit for the 3DS version, but uh, yeah, it's just it's an awkwardly designed dungeon. I was just like, can I beat like one of the other temples twice? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to beat this one. It's like, can we go back to the bargaining thing here? I'll do the fire temple twice if you just take out the water temple. <laughs> ah, good time. All those yeah. countless hours of my life wasted shooting arrows to things that just you couldn't shoot at. Or grass that grew unbelievably fast. I, I know, right? I mean, they must have had like some super grow or I mean, <laughs> and, and like, I mean, who was stupid enough to like bury a bunch of rubies in in like bushes? Oh, I know. Yeah, they don't. They don't like, have banks. A lockbox or something. This is like. And like, I mean, did anybody ever wondered like how Link put all those rubies in in his like little satchel? I mean, did that did he redefine the space continuum inside that little pouch? Well, that's the problem with a lot of games is inventory is ridiculous. 
<laughs> how do you carry all your stuff in Skyrim? Yeah, how do I, I have, you know how much crap I carry in Skyrim? It's ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> Like, or, or if you if you prefer, you can do it like Resident Evil Four style, where you have to readjust your inventory every couple minutes. <laughs> oh, that was so. I and I hated Five, how you had to like, or I mean, uh, Four rather. How, well, Five did it too. That you had to like, <laughs> like your gun took up like fifteen squares, and you're like, can I just shrink it a little bit so I can like fit my little potion in there? <laughs> what happened to the good days of like Resident Evil, where you like limped? When you were about to die. Or when you had like two bullets and you had to fight like. <laughs> but did anybody ever wonder like in Resident Evil 2 when you got bitten, why didn't you turn into a zombie? You somehow immune to the T-virus? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good old days. The pixelated games. That's back when those were real games. You're <laughs> but every every single time I get the Master Sword, I just feel badass. Like throughout every installment, except for Skyward Sword, where you don't really get the Master Sword. Oh, I haven't actually played that one. Yeah, it's it, it it's kind of like it's almost like discriminatory towards. I, I I don't know. It's like how can you not have Master Sword in Zelda? It, not a skyward sword, not a not a sword that gets power by being enlightened by the sky. I mean, the master sword, the controller of time. Damn All it, I know is Zelda has forced me to break every pot and check every bush all the time. Yeah. Thank you, Zelda. <laughs> you don't have time for that when you uh, when you play a uh, Dead Island. Oh, I'll still do it anyway. I'll die like fifty times. Yeah. I'll die ten times. <laughs> like man, I can't get past this fo- this first house. <laughs> I know something's hidden in here somewhere. Uh, well, thank you everyone for joining us today on Gaming Memories. <laughs> Until next time. You know, you should have actually added the cheesy, uh, like, hotel lounge lizard music. That probably would have been better. Like from a Casio keyboard or something. <laughs> For that ultra effect, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we just want to close tonight, everybody, and, and thank you, as always, for joining us. And, and uh, again, we would just want to uh, thank everybody for joining us uh, who's new in the podcast. And we look forward to uh, a lot of fun and interesting podcasts in the future. And, uh, for those of you kind of just tuning in uh, with us now, um, we kind of went through a few iterations of the website. Gerald and I put a lot of manpower hours to uh, to really crank out a good product. So make sure you check us out at www.yourgamesource.com. Um, Gerald will uh, throw up the, um, our new podcast. <clears throat> uh, Gerald will throw up our new podcast uh, as soon as we can get it up and going. And um, well, there, there's several ways they can they can find out. Uh, first off, they can just check into our podcast page uh, on yourgamesource.com. Also, they can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, remember, we also have our our YouTube uh, site at yourgamesource.com. The entire word. Um, if you like us on Facebook, you always get updates on when our podcasts are ready, and then also on Twitter at GameSource. But uh, before we go, um, we forgot to mention. 
you know, one of the most important things is that one of our staff members, and no, it's not Nick, is actually running for Maxim Gamer Girl. Yes, it's not Nick. Yeah, it's not, it's not me. But, um, sorry, guys. But, Patty, can you tell us a little bit more about, uh, you know, what's going on with that? With what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Your Maxim deal. Oh, it. <laughs> That's a Peter trying violation. To get you some, trying to get you, trying to get you some votes here. I was all into the Skyrim chat. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like a daily vote. Um, it's cool prizes. They have different ways that you can win. There's more than just one winner. They have a few winners. Um, I don't just win, or the main winner isn't just based on public votes. They do have winners based on internal judges. So I just need to get a video up there and um, mostly doing it for game source. <laughs> get us some people to listen. But um, well, we appreciate that very much. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're glad that you're, you know, you're bringing in a lot of people uh, new into our site. Go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. sorry. And, and Peter, just for you, I'm going to make sure Patty wears the spirit hat in that picture. Oh, my. Just. What? Excuse me? <laughs> Just Excuse to give me? you guys Excuse me? a little push in the right sure. direction. <laughs> Nick, I'm going to kill you. Maddie, <laughs> <laughs> three if I wore a shirt that said, I hate PETA. Nick, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, guys, to check us out on. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. Hold on. Okay, I got okay, it. I got it. Remember, everyone, to check us out on www.gamesource.com and check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. What? Send us home. All right. Beam me up, Scotty. Um, thank you, everybody, again for joining us. Um, <laughs> goodbye and good yonder. Um, until our next podcast. Um, thank you again for uh, joining us on behalf of GameSource. And until next time, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.